Voice of the Cape uh, drive time. Where else? 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. Query, comment, and uh, criticize. The show just keeps going. In my hand, I've got a book entitled 30 Ways to Happiness. The author is Mufti Yusuf Musaji, who uh, is also a radio presenter. In fact, uh, he is an award-winning uh, radio presenter at Radio Islam. And one of the many hats he wore, has worn, is wearing, I'm not too sure, is giving a short nasihas uh, on air. And it's resulted in this uh, impressive publication entitled 30 Ways to Happiness, which we are going to discuss. But Mufti Yusuf Musaji, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafiq, it's an absolute pleasure being on your show this afternoon. Yeah, it's different being on the other side of the mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Certainly, we always get to ask the questions, and uh, this time around, we're being asked the questions. Different, different game entirely. But I'm not asking you where is the money. It's not a political interview. It's a very pleasant one about a, book, about a book that you've written. Now, give us the background to the 30 ways to happiness. I believe it uh, is the culmination of nasihas that you used to give on air. Yes, and the nasihas, the, uh, you know, the thought behind it was that uh, we've been passing through a very difficult time uh, as humanity. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. just been affected by it. Uh, the fact that uh, the coronavirus had come just about a year ago into our country and our lives were totally disrupted. And there was uh, a lot of negativity that was being experienced by people. Uh, people were reaching the state of uh, hopelessness, uh, a lot of fear mongering. And in, with the atmosphere of that, uh, you know, I thought that let's focus on something positive uh, so that we can make a change and that uh, we can uplift people's spirits. And that is where the thought had stemmed from for a discussion on happiness that culminated in this book. Yeah, and of course... Um the book, it's in glossy paper, it's a nice handy size, and there's some beautiful illustrations as well. But I'm going to quickly, I'm going to quote you uh, just sort of a part of one of the nasikhas that you have got in you, just to give our listeners a bit of a, a, a sample of what's inside the pages. There's a line where you say, and uh, this particular section um, deals with money and material things do not bring happiness. And this is a profound line. It says, some people are so poor, all they have is money. Then you've got a beautiful um, Arabic poem. I'm going to read it in English, um, otherwise we just waste too much time. It says, I've seen how time passes in different ways. Neither happiness nor sadness are permanent. Kings have built palaces, but neither the kings nor the palaces have remained. Kind of puts perspective onto it, doesn't it? Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, you know, there's uh, the entire uh, advertising industry that attacks our contentment and our happiness through the process of wanting to sell us different products, uh, a luxurious car, a palatial home, a different gadgets. And all of this attacks our contentment and attacks our happiness. And we need to come to the point of realization that uh, money will not buy us happiness. And that, you know, if we attach our happiness to the next purchase, they will always leave us in a state of want. And there will come a time when there will be something that we want, which will be beyond our reach and beyond our grasp for all practical reasons. And we will remain in that state. So therefore, uh, you know, it's not about getting what you want, but rather appreciating what you have. Indeed. And I mean, 
One of the the uh, categories you've got here, this book has got 30 different categories, is gratitude or, or shukr. And I've always been taught by people that shukr is, um, close, is, is closeness to Allah um, as opposed to anything else. Um, your feelings on that, gratitude is, is an important dimension, isn't it? Certainly, and as you said, you know, very, very aptly that it takes you close to the Almighty. Uh, it is what makes all the difference that when we look inwardly and we start to appreciate, and we all do have, you know, various bounties and various uh, boons that we are enjoying, uh, a warm meal, uh, a, head, a cover of our head, uh, a source of conveyance. And there's so many things, someone, a spouse in our lives, kids in our lives, Everyone has something that they can be thankful. And when we just slow down and take a deep breath and just think about things that we feel grateful for, uh, there's a study that shows that our happiness levels increase by 25%. And time and again in the noble Quran, we are called upon that reflect on the bounties that the Almighty has granted you. One of the ways of securing the bounty is by uh, being grateful to the Almighty that what you have will not be taken away from you if you are grateful because of the, the uh, you know, the law of attraction that like attracts like. And when we have positive feelings and feelings of gratitude, that attracts more of what we enjoy. So the, uh, p- p- gratitude attracts abundance. Uh, what we enjoy will be protected and the Almighty will grant us more of that. And through gratitude, you know, we are able to secure and solidify our relationships with fellow humans. Uh, human beings, by nature, tend to have some sort of a negative bias. And uh, sometimes after years of, uh, you know, enjoying a positive relationship with someone, uh, things go bad and we have uh, maybe an argument or, you know, have an exchange. And we tend to forget all the good that that person did for us over the years. Mm. And gratitude is to reflect and to look at the bigger picture and to look at the positivity that you've experienced and the good that you've experienced from that person in a holistic manner. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got the whole package because gratitude leads to a positive attitude and then to a simple smile. And I'm sure you'll agree that if we start showing gratitude, we get a positive attitude, we start smiling because there's nothing worse than us being what I call energy vampires. We come into a room, everything's negative, our mouth is down, and we suck the energy out of that room by just being negative. But if we come in with a smile, it becomes a different room. Yes, and a smile is uh, contagious. Uh, you know, many times you find people uh, who uh, you enter a shop and the uh, assistant in the shop gives you a smile and you leave there just feeling good. And it's just that simple smile that is contagious, uh, that spreads. And that is uh, our gift to the world, uh, that we cannot change uh, the world, but we can change how we look at things. And when we change the way we look at things, we'll find that things start changing. So the change that, that we want to see in the world needs to begin with ourselves. And the first point is to change our attitude. And the manifestation of that uh, change of attitude would be through the, 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 the countenance that we carry on our face and uh, to understand that this is not just uh, out of our own self-development, but it's also an act of charity where the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa said that smiling at your brother or your sister 
is an act of charity. And that shows us how beautiful and how profound our deen is, uh, where the Western forces and uh, the mainstream media, at very often, uh, they attempt to show a, a typical Muslim as a very rigid, uh, hard-hearted, harsh person, where you know, that is very far from the true qualities and characteristics that a believer displays. Absolutely. I mean, if you talk about smiling, it changes your personality. I'm going to use a practical example. Um, I can't remember ever seeing Donald Trump smile, for example. Mm. Just use as a silly example. But I mean, imagine if he would have just smiled just once or twice. What about such a difference? Certainly. And, uh, you know, the, the, the smile just has that attraction to you that you are attracted to a person who smiles. And uh, uh, on the other hand, you know, the, at times we tend to keep our smiles for our business uh, partners or business associates uh, for people that we meet, strangers. And when we enter the confines of our home, uh, then we seem to be very rigid and very focused and we try, you know, we tend to uh, be very pulled up. So uh, it's easy to smile at strangers and people that you're meeting for the first time. But the real test is to maintain that smiling countenance when you meet your spouse every day, when you meet your kids every day. That is the real test. No, absolutely. You also uh, talk about things which I think are very important, and we often tend to forget these two aspects, uh, to stay healthy. And uh, staying healthy doesn't mean training for the Olympics. It means just having a, a nice walk, a little jog, or even swimming or something. But that is also tied up with connecting with nature, isn't it? Because through nature, uh, we are able to realize the glory of creation. Yes, you've put it very, very aptly uh, that uh, we need to value the health that we have. Uh, and very often it's only once this great bounty is taken away uh, that we appreciate it. And uh, there's certain uh, chemicals, hormones that are secreted in the brain, uh, uh, you know, uh, serotonin and other uh, similar uh, chemicals. And these just lift our spirits. And when we exercise and we build up a sweat, uh, automatically we find that our mood is lifted and our happiness levels increase. Uh, similarly, by going out in nature and, you know, your exercise could be a jog out uh, in a very scenic part and in uh, Cape Town there's no shortage of that with the mountain and, uh, you know, the going out to the West Coast and the East Coast, uh, there's so much to be thankful and the, the beautiful scenic and picturesque uh, views of the ocean. All of that uh, enhances a person's uh, ability to appreciate life if only we will look at it with the right lens and appreciate it and you know let that lead us to the recognition of our creator uh, so in nature you know sometimes uh, as i said earlier people tend to when they become religious they feel that they need to be uh, restricted and uh, confined to the place of worship or their whole demeanor and their whole disposition has to change and they have to become someone else whereas you know, being out and reflecting on the heavens and reflecting on the plants and reflecting on things around us, that also takes us towards a higher level of recognition of the Almighty. Absolutely. And of course, your book is resplendent um, with uh, Quranic ayat and um, hadith. And I've just this one just popped up here. And I think this really uh, ties in with what we are discussing. And this is uh, Sahih al-Bukhari. It says, I am as my servant thinks I am. And that's profound, isn't it? If we Absolutely, yeah. yes. 
You know, yes, uh, you know, a, a phenomenal narration, and I think uh, that is one narration that really lifts the spirits of every person, that the expectations, the thoughts, the attitude that you have to your Almighty, He will treat you in a similar manner. And if you have that desire, that yearning, that, uh, oh, my Lord, you grant me the happiness that I desire, grant me fulfillment, grant me a life which is well spent, which is well lived, and he will grant you that. On the other hand, if you continue to entertain fears about the future, that I don't know, will there be a third wave? Uh, you know, uh, am I going to lose my job? And things like that. And then uh, that is what will happen. So we need to remain optimistic. And for the believer, the cup is always half full instead of half empty. And uh, uh, having good hopes about the Almighty. In another narration, it is said that it is the greatest form of worship. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest form of worship. So really, that is something that we need to continue to cultivate and to nurture within ourselves. Yeah. Now, uh, tell us about uh, the, the commercial side of the book. Um, you very kindly have sent us some copies at Voice of the Cape. But if anybody listening to us wants to find 30 ways to happiness that's accessible, easy to read, um, easy to handle, where does one get a copy of the book? So shortly, there's a shipment of books coming out to the uh, bookstore, the clothing store in Athlone, it's Sawant. So it will be available there. Otherwise, uh, it's freely available at uh, you know all the leading bookstores online across the country, uh, and you know uh, it's also available on Kindle. Uh, and anyone interested can always email me at ym at radioislam.co.za. As easy as that. And of course, Mufti Yusuf Musaji was born in Kabecha. Um, I just had to say that on air. It used to be Port Elizabeth in the old days. <laughs> yes, certainly. And I speak to you this afternoon from Kabecha. Right. Uh, I think it's just a click that you didn't get right with the quarter yes. language. Yes, sometimes I get it. On. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. <laughs> but uh, we'll get there. But uh, Mufti Yusuf Musaji, well done on the book. I know it's going to fly off the shelves. I know, especially with Ramadan coming up, it's going to be a great consolation, help, and inspiration to anybody who reads it. Uh, Mufti Yusuf Musaji, Radio Islam, thanks for chatting to us. Everything of the best with the book, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum salam. Hoe ver kan jou donatie gaan? Dit kan iemand sy honger stil. 